So I met this white bitch at my job. I was her waitress. She came in with this old ass, big ass black dude. Damn, bitch, you got perfect titties. I wish I had titties like that. They look just like little apples. Thank you. place or wherever we are um, to talk about the movie we watched the night before and um, we've been on an adventure today yep today's movie is Zola Zola, Zola which is about it's set in our hometown of Tampa Florida yes but last night we drove to St. Petersburg Florida to see it at Greenlight Cinema. To watch a movie about Tampa in St. Pete. <laughs> and then today we drove to Miami, Florida to talk about the movie we saw in St. Pete that's about Tampa. That's not why we drove to Miami, but it is, it is. <laughs> we are in Miami today. And we did watch Zola last night in St. Pete. Um, so today we are you know, going to talk about Greenlight Cinema. We're going to talk about um, the movie. Um, we're also going to talk about um, where we are. We are in um, Miami or Coconut Grove, Florida. No, we're not in Coconut Grove anymore. Well, we're right outside of Coconut Grove now. We were in Coconut Grove earlier. <laughs> um, and we are at a brewery called Unseen Creatures. It's very cool vibe here. We like it a lot so far. There's a DJ playing. Master Feathers. Playing really good music. He's um, nice. He came and talked to us right before we recorded. I think the name is Master Feathers. Yeah, I just said it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you it's, said that. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's loud. loud. Um, and then um, I am drinking. What are you no, drinking? You're like going, you're speeding through all of I this. I am? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, the point, the point of all of this is that we kind of go to local places and hang yes. out. Yes. And Zola is an A24 film oh, we said which before, we love set in Tampa and Tampa plays a central role in that film yes about two strippers that come to Tampa to earn some extra money um, before going back to Detroit right and since it's a local film it's being celebrated locally and we wanted to see it at Greenlight Cinema in St. Petersburg. Because we've been meaning to go out there, yes. and we haven't done it yet. And um, But it's a small, art house, independent run movie theater. It's very cool. We really liked it when we went. Um, the people seem to really, like, care about yeah. their, and you know, the, what they're doing there, one, which is one, nice. It's one screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we almost didn't get to see a Friday night. Because they almost sold out. Because, yeah, we almost we were just going to buy tickets at the door, uh, check them out on Instagram, and they had posted that spots were running out. They were almost done. Right. So, but today we'd already had a trip planned to Miami. Yes. 
for work-related things. And though there's some restaurants and things we really wanted to go to in the area called Coconut Grove of Miami, we couldn't find the best podcasting podcast place. Spot. Some might argue we still haven't, given how <laughs> noisy it is. But we like this place. But it's also about a vibe that you can sit in public with microphones, have a drink. Yeah, you're not taking up a table in a restaurant. Yeah. You're just kind of hanging out. And we really, I really enjoy, even though it is loud, we really enjoy the music of the background and the kind of festivities going on. So. Yeah, so we kind of searched. We even, like, thought we would do, like, a city hack. And we even checked out a couple cool hotels. Yeah. In the area. And we're like, like with a rooftop bar we'll just, or something. Yeah, we'll just walk in the lobby. We'll hang out and just do it in there. Yeah. But we couldn't find a good spot to podcast. We tried. But thanks to you, we did a quick search on our phone. Thanks to me. And we found this place, Unseen Creatures. Well, first all, of all, all the name of it. The name, I'm like, wait, this, yeah. uh, this sounds yeah. like a place we might like. Yeah. Unseen Creatures Brewery. The very first image we saw... For the brewery, right, was on the internet was like a jackalope's horn, horn duct taped to a wall. Yeah, you know, we're like, like, oh yeah, we're gonna like this. You place. know, like the mythical jackalope, <laughs> Mac- Michelob- yeah. the mythical character yeah. animal jackalope. And then we looked at another picture, and all of their beer taps yeah. was that same horn on the end of each tap. Yeah. Now that we're here, and we put it on our Instagram night before podcast Instagram it's like a horned owl is kind of their creature a horned owl yeah uh-huh. yeah seems like, to be there's a huge mural I'm staring at right now of a horned owl Which right a, behind you a horned owl and then above the bar there's yeah it's all over the place well. but just looking from Instagram ooh, um, yeah. we thought it was like a jackalope or something yeah but still really good and we rolled up it's sort of like into sort of a business commerce area. Yeah. Like a little but it's kind like tucked back. Tucked off to the back of a darkened <laughs> strip like strip Those mall are plaza. Usually thing. the best places. But if you look down you see like a garage door. You hear some music and some but it's lights. Bright and inviting and um well, like warehouse vibes. A lot of people here. Warehousey vibes inside. Yeah. So we found a couch next to Master Feathers DJing. And decided to talk about Zola. Yeah. But before we do that, now I think we can say, what are you drinking? Oh, well, I am excited about my drink because I like to drink a sour every now and then. But as you know, if you follow our podcast, we both like to drink IPAs. But at this place, they have a a beer called All Mixed Up Sour IPA. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, all in one drink. So I'm really enjoying it. And what are you drinking? Um, I forgot what mine was called, but it's like a um, it's like a double IPA. Galaxy. Oh, it's called um. Ooh, I almost had it. I can't remember, and I can't see from this far away. So. Did it have the word Minotaur in it? Start monolith. The monolith, right? Monolith double IPA. Got it. Started so, with an M. We got the M. So monolith. So it's pretty good. I really like it. 
um, yeah, we're just like in a cool little couch in a cool little spot and hanging out. Yeah. All right. So we haven't really talked about it much. Zola. But Zola, um, I I did some research. I get to do research this time. Share research. I didn't do the research this time, but so. So let's just talk about initial thoughts. I mean, initial feeling after the movie. Okay. It's but just over. generally, this, like I said at the top, this is a movie. Um, a girl named Zola meets another girl. Um, in this movie, she's called Stephanie. But in, it's based on real life. In real life, her name's Jessica. Okay. But Zola meets Stephanie. Um, and convinces her to go on a road trip to Tampa to strip for the weekend and maybe earn $5,000. Yeah, what she promises. some good money. Um, and Zola just doesn't like out of the blue, like, oh, okay. She she talks she, about how she, she strips in she the past. She strips occasionally. Yeah. She works at a restaurant. But she works at a restaurant yeah. normally, but every now and then she dances to make some extra money. So she goes on this road trip to Tampa. So she has a stripper pole in her house. Yes, yeah, she but does. She practices. She does this road trip to Tampa and is instantly like in over her head. In a situation that she didn't sign up for, basically. Yeah, really bad stuff. And all of this is based on actual tweets, 148 tweets that the real life Zola tweeted. After going on this trip to Florida with this girl she met um, at, a, at a restaurant. at the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. And um, it's her telling that story of what happened in Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that was it. And so what did you think about it? Um, I, I liked it. I didn't love it, uh, but I liked it. But I think, and right now, by the way, I gotta interrupt. This happens late night on a Saturday what? at a brewery. What happened? They start singing along to oh. you two. Oh, does this happen? No, never does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they stop. Somebody okay. grabbed the microphone with the DJ and was. Oh. Gotcha. Singing. Yeah. It was fun. Maybe they thought because we had microphones. Maybe. But we're not singing. No, we're definitely yes. not singing. Yes. Yeah. No, so, um, okay, this, this movie's kind of built itself as a dark comedy. I can see that. And a lot, of, of, it. A lot of people laughed throughout the movie. A lot of people what? Laughed. There was a lot of laughter. Oh, yeah. But, like, I appreciated the movie for some of the things it was doing, and sort of the social media aspect of its storytelling, and even its presentation. It, was, it felt to me like an updated, almost, not quite a decade later, but an updated Spring Breakers. Right, I, I got Spring Breaker vibes. From Big it strong as well. Spring Breaker, yeah. which is also an A24 film. Yeah. Um, Spring Breaker's movie I like a lot for a lot of reasons. Yeah. 
no way do I like Spring Breakers. No way do I like this better than Spring Breakers. Right. Um, but I thought, I, we'll get into deeper, kind of the two issues I have with the movie are why I didn't like it a lot. Like, I didn't love it. I didn't say, oh, you got it. I wouldn't, like, we just jumped to a recommendation at the end. I don't think I'd really recommend Zola to anybody unless, A, they've lived in Tampa. Right. Or, B, they are, they know of the story. I agree with both of those things. Um, it's because my two issues are, number one, the one issue is the fact that it is in Tampa. Um, well, that's not, we'll talk about, I had some issues with it being in Tampa, even though that's what happened. Right. Me too. But as a viewer, it's distracting uh, as a resident of Tampa. No, my issues were the way the story is told. I felt it could be a dark comedy, but also elaborate on the darkness of it more and really, really sink its teeth into that more. But I felt it glossed over the darkness, which is sex tra trafficking, sex yeah. abuse, um, rape. Yeah, and no, I, I agree. felt it glossed over that in too much of a way, like social media tends to do. Um, you know, and, and part of me is like, well, this is like old white man judging it, you know, like I'm out of touch. But no, no, no. I think this movie desensitizes all yeah, that yeah. a bit. And I, I, I dislike that. Like with Spring Breakers, I mean, it, it's a different concept, but there is the concept of these young girls being taken advantage of in Spring Breakers as well. But you see the raw, like, emotion and fear and, um, and all that. And you do see the fear in Zola through some of it with the dark humor as well. But there's never a, these girls need help. There's never like a, um, it's, it's completely desensitized without, without going deeper into the problem, you know? Like, well, I felt Spring Breakers, and again, I don't think we need to compare it the whole time, but I felt a lot of Spring Breakers was much more terrifying yeah, and yeah. upsetting and frightening than Zola was. But the story of Zola and the characters in Zola are ten times more frightening and terrifying. Yes. The predators. Yes. The predators in Zola are much more frightening. But I felt that for whatever reason, Spring Breakers did a much better job because they, they, they follow very similar plots. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Girls going down to Florida to have fun they get mixed in with something bi oh, bigger drugs, than they thought. Drug and, and bad drug runner pimp guys. Yeah. It becomes a battle of property and territory. Yeah. And people get shot, hurt, or killed. Yes. And then people go back home. Like yeah. it's the same, roughly the same story. Yeah. But I felt Zola, which is based in reality, should be the much more terrifying tale that I think could be told in a very dark humor lens. Just misses some of the marks in um, something that I think all of us are not that aware of what is truly happening to young women 
and to to a lot of yeah by a lot of predatory males. So I have to say, this movie bothered me, and not in a good way. Like Neon Demon bothered me. Like Neon Demon bothered me in a good way, and the message was clear. And it was symbolic, and it was deep, and it was meaningful. This bothered me to the point, and I don't think this is the emotion other people were feeling, that I was brought to tears in a couple points. And I don't think the movie was meant to bring you to tears. But I just kept, because it was a true story, and it is in my hometown and in my backyard, almost literally, and thinking of places that I've seen. I've grown up in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Um, It made me so sad that this is is a problem. And this movie didn't, wasn't sensitive enough about it at all. It bothered me. But then here's where my wrestling is with, right? Yeah, there's some things in here that truly are bothersome and horrific and, and all that. About, because um, ultimately what happens with this girl Stephanie and Zola, they're really not there to strip, they're there to um, prostitute. Right. And the guy has basically has, is sex trafficking them. I mean, yes. he's and, kind of. And, and the man who's driving them down there and overseeing everything and organizing it is sort of like their pimp, but uses intimidation and threats to keep them there. And. The movie's never clear on the the girl who recruited Zola, how much she's in, like, you know, her level of being yeah, trapped. Yeah, Zola is not aware, and Zola is not a prostitute. This no. is not something, I mean, according to her, according the to story Zola. that she has done before. Yeah. So given these false pretenses that Zola's there, and that it instantly turns into, from stripping to... Um, going from, you know, spending all night, you know, and not in sex, you know, selling sex all night. Zola Um, ends up taking the role of helping Stephanie make more money than her pimp guy is is advertising her to make because they have to make a bunch of money in order to get home, basically. So with that... I think with that alone, you're watching it. You know, I don't think that it, as a movie, it, it has to hit you over the head to say this is bad. You should feel upset. You should be disturbed. This is happening all the time. Um, I think I think that's clear in the movie, right? The viewer, you put some of. It's up to you, to what level of the intensity you take it. And I don't feel, and this is why I struggle with the film a little bit and my judgment of it. I don't feel it's necessarily the role of the filmmaker to make a moral tale no. about um, sex trafficking and prostitution and and what's happening, right? And, the, and these predators towards these females and them being trapped in this sort of system. But And I get the dark humor about it, but at the end I'm like, what's funny about this? Nothing. Well, nothing. And, 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 well, nothing is nothing's funny. Nothing's funny about <laughs> it, but... That's where one of the things about this movie is, right? So maybe the filmmaker did a great job because tonally, this film is following Zola's, the real-life Zola's 
148 tweets. Right. When after she got back, she's like, yo, I got to tell you this messed up story. And she tweeted this whole thing, and it became, even though you and I were, it was not on our radar. Right. It became a huge trending topic on Twitter. Um, TMZ wrote about it. The Washington Post wrote about it. Rolling Stone wrote about it. Um, it be, this story kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And the tone of Zola, the real-life Zola's tweets, are very... I mean, I read, after seeing the movie, I read all the tweets. The movie matches her tone and almost lifts a lot of her phrases and things word for word right off her tweets. Right. So... It's like, yeah, is this movie is this movie being like, oh, we're going to show you how terrible sex trafficking and sex trade is in South Florida? Or are we, you know, and, and kind of opening your, our society's eyes to it and shining the light on it? Or are we going to do the retelling of... Or retelling a story. Retelling of, a story. Of, of one particular person's viewpoint. Right. And... and that, well, they're definitely that's, doing that's one, from a point of view yeah, and, perspective. Yeah. And part of the stuff with Zola's tweets is that there is a lot of debate on what's true and what's not true. Right. And Zola has even admitted to some of it being embellished. Right. To kind of feed into her, the crowd, like people responding online. Right. So then when, I, when you think about that, you know, a bit more about the history of it, you're like, okay. This movie does a really good job of doing a visual story retelling, retelling of a tweet, of tweet. the tweets, right? And this sort of like modern storytelling. That's one thing I really liked about it. I liked how it felt, even as frustrating and annoying it was at times. It felt like this was made by a generation raised on cell phones. True, and social media. And- yeah, and like whenever. So it's almost like, almost like a self-aware social media film. Like, even when, like, the title, whenever it showed what day and time it was, you know, it would say Saturday, 10.45 p.m. And it would be up at the top of the screen like it would be the lock screen of your phone, of oh, where yeah. your day and time is. Right. And then right before it, that graphic went away, it cut, it made the click sound a phone makes, an iPhone makes when you turn off your screen, that right. click, it did that repeatedly. Yeah. And throughout the movie, when certain lines were delivered, it made the Twitter tweet sound. Mm. Right? Right, right. Um, no one was on their phone. They were just talking, and it was mm-hmm. like, tweet, yeah. tweet. So that stuff I really liked. And then when you think about our point about, like, first initial reaction is like, oh, my God, that's terrible. This movie made... A joke almost out of this very tragic situation. These girls. But then you're like, well, that was their source material. And they even up front told you this is based on Zola's tweets. Like, the right. following are based on tweets. Or this is a story told in tweets. And you think about it that way, as on that side of it, I really like it. And that's why I said one of the ways I would recommend somebody is if they were aware of the story, aware of the tweets. You're basically getting that story. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I agree with the uniqueness of how it was filmed and whatnot. It, it was hard for me because 
because of all the reasons already said. It, I mean, because it's in our hometown. It because it's um, not just sexualizing women. I mean, it's you know, it's a true story, obviously, but just the. I thought it was too much. With I'll tell these you this. young girls, so what I the sense, too much, it was just We didn't too talk much. about it, but what I sensed from you... I can't explain how I felt. What I sensed from you was like... It upset me. Following the movie, <laughs> you were just like in a bummed out mood. Yes. I, and I haven't felt that way in a long time after a movie. When I was a little girl, I used to feel that way after watching maybe something that was too emotionally much for so, me at that age. So my question is... And I is, felt that way last night after the movie. I so, felt like, ugh. Like... Yeah, because that's why I said the movie doesn't end on any sort of justice has been made no, or... No, nothing. Or she's okay now even. No, there's just no... So... Resolution, there's no... Would you have felt better if... Because, again, based on a true story, you there's no know what would have made me feel better? What? I kept wanting Zola to, to help herself, to get herself out of this situation, and she couldn't or wouldn't. And and even in situations, and I know this is a true story, so you can't embellish, you know, you can't make it up, but I kept thinking, why is she not calling the cops? Why is well, she... She had situations... You know, times that well, she the, was the not mo- with the, movie the man. Addresses two things, right? About that, and her tweets do as well. One, she was afraid of this man. Um, in the movie, they call him X, I believe. In her tweet, she calls him Mr. Z, but he's like a Nigerian. Right. And in the movie, she says she's afraid of him. He, he tells her, I know where you live, I know where you work. If you leave now, you'll see me again and I'll make your life hell. And, Zo- and Stephanie does a little sob story in that she's afraid and she feels trapped that she can't get out. We don't know how much of that is true, if it's an act. I, mean, I think there's definitely truth in there, but at the same time, it's a little bit of that Stockholm Syndrome of... Right. Um, she doesn't really know what else to do because yeah. she is being taken, given a roof has, over her head and food and clothes. She has a child that she has lost custody of. That she has to send money to. And she's trying to like get money and get back on her feet to see her child again. And there's a little bit of hints that she's doing this for that and he's helping her get back to that right. place. Or she thinks he's helping Yeah, her. of course. Um, so my question is, so we know based on the tweets, you know, hey, Zola gets back home and she tells this story. That's basically like the thing. She just has to ride out the weekend so right. she gets to go home, um, which ultimately she just she doesn't drive back with him. She flies back. She, the Mr. Z, Mr. X buys him a plane ticket and sends him home, right. sends her home. Um, would, it, would you have had that same bummed out feeling. I agree. I kind of felt, you felt kind of... I think it I, accentuated I, 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 it that it was in our hometown. I, well, I, I, I think the blatant like 
sexuality of the movie was too much for me, and that, I'm not I mean, trying I to think, be like a prude. No, but I think that movie it needed it. Needed, I think it. It needed it. It did. But I think like it I said, it, it overwhelmed really... me that the girls were so sexualized in the movie, and that was overwhelming to me. Like I felt so sad well, well, I think for these two, two girls. Like. I mean, it had to show the desperateness yes. of them. No, I understand the but, point of the movie. I'm saying what made but, me yeah, so sad. I got you. Was I think it did that. a good job of that. And I think it did yeah. a good job of making the men look gross, disgusting, it, and yes, the gross, disgusting predators. Yeah. Um, the girls were Scary. so yeah. The girls were so overly sexualized that it it not only made me so sad for them as people because I know that they're real girls. It made me sad for every other single girl that is walking around in some sort of situation like yeah. this and imagining that they just don't even feel like they have control over their own body. Yeah. So, to my question, and, I agree. Yeah. So I felt those things. And afterwards, too, I like felt kind of bummed out and yes. sad. There was no, like, happy feeling. All right, after. so happy feeling. So my question is, if the movie ended... And the main um, pimp guy, Mr. X, Mr. Z, if he was arrested, arrested that would have made me no, feel better. Yeah. You would have felt a little better at the yeah, end. Yeah, I just want bad to be caught and good, you or know, even like. even a fade to black, and text comes up on the screen and says, three months later, Blah 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 happened. This person was arrested and tried on yes, sex trafficking. That would have made me feel better. Uh, Stephanie is back in Detroit. Yeah. But all right. Yes. I agree. Well, that's the thing, and that's the weird part. Like this movie doesn't. You just leave feeling like, okay, this is happening all the time. And this movie doesn't. Right it, in our backyard. It doesn't offer any consequences for its no, characters. No. For the evil characters, the bad. But no. now you could argue it's a made up it's a based on true story so you can't no you can't you can't make arrest up a person happened. Oh, no. yeah that didn't happen right so then two things came to my mind when this thing ended right what's what's the story of what just happened in this movie right and then what actually happened right because there's things that happen that there would be police reports, there would be, right. I mean, those gunshots in a hotel room near the end. A nice hotel room. Not like a slummy hotel room. Right. There would be, there'd be, rec, there'd be things you could track down. Um, and what really happened, what really did, right? Right. For example, the boyfriend character, which we haven't talked much about, he never jumped off the balcony. That didn't happen? Didn't happen. According to all the research, he's he's threatened to commit suicide over and over. The way he acted towards uh, Stephanie the, was mirrored real life, because um, that was the other person that came along the trip. Stephanie's boyfriend came, um, and he was a real jealous type. There were never gunshots fired in a hotel room. Uh, oh, that never happened. Near the end either. Oh. Um, but again, this is all Zola's story. Right. But. There was a confrontation in a hotel room, but it was more of a scenario of 
one pimp trying to take, you know, take get, Stephanie. get Stephanie or Zola. The stories right. conflict. Um, but what was interesting that was left out was following this time in Tampa. And Zola tweeted about this too. I guess a few months later, uh, Stephanie, which is real life Jessica, and the Nigerian, her pimp guy, they picked up two girls in, I think, like Colorado or no, Las Vegas, and did a very similar thing. Uh, the that difference was me. the difference is that he raped one of them. She went to the police, escaped, and went to the police, and he was arrested uh, moments later. I'm really glad you told me that. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so much better now. And I think he's on, I think, I, I don't know if he's been tried or it's, last last thing I read in the research was like 16 years um, for sex trafficking, abuse, um, forced prostitution, things like that. I just so, think of the trauma that these young girls are enduring. Because they don't, you know, they're trying to make money or they're tr they're kind of born into some just difficult situation that um, has led them to feel like this is kind of selling their cells and their body and their yeah. whatever is their only choice. I just found and it. it's tra trauma. It was traumatic for me watching it. No, it's a traumatic it. movie. It's traumatic. I just found it interesting and it's just a weird choice. Um... And I, like, part of me applauds the decision, and then part of me, like, questions it. But it, of, like, why wasn't the epilogue, if you will? Why wasn't the, well, here's what happened. Are you worried about these people? Um, because I was worried about them until just this very minute. But that was I my mean, I'm still like, worried about but them, as a, but... As kind of a rational human being, I watched it, and I said, well, if there was any merit to this story, you just don't go back to your life like nothing happened. Right. Um, and through some investigative reporting through Rolling Stone and the Washington Post, those are very, the Washington Post article is the best read. They, they, they did their research. They researched better than the Rolling Stone. Um, and even found like posts on social media that was deleted and things like that. Um, there's still a lot of blurred lines between what did Zola actually do and not do? What did the Stephanie character, Jessica, do, not do? Um, basically, they trade each other's roles when it's behind closed doors. Yeah. Oh, it was Zola having sex with the people, and I was the one watching. Right. Um, or vice versa. There was an interesting... But obviously, this movie is very Zola focused as the narrator. Right. It's her, her point it's of her view. Story. I mean, they switched cool point of view, like, very quickly. It was a cool thing. It would put, like, at Zola and the movie would start, and then it, it would do the title. It did, like, three title screens throughout yeah. the movie. At one point, they, they pause and they do the Stephanie Stephanie's point of view. Because she went on Reddit at one point and wrote a whole thing. Her but story. her point of view, I mean, even though Zola's was hyper crazy like the story in general but with Stephanie did her point of view that seems really like well, and that was the outlandish weird thing. well I read the reddit post where 
Zola's tweets and storytelling was fairly on point and accurate to what Zola actually tweeted and what they filmed. The Reddit post I read by Stephanie, Stephanie or the Jessica in real life was very different. It didn't put that whole, like, I'm a Christian girl, I don't oh, do this right. stuff. No. Now, there were a couple of those funny lines, like, I went stripping for an hour, and I made 100 bucks, and Zola made $1, you know? Um, those things were on the Reddit. Yeah. But some of the other things, I was like, well, this, I don't know. It wasn't there. Um, so, I don't know. So there's the you can easily get marred in the like what happened and what really that happened. And when I did all the research, you realize, like I said before, some of that other stuff didn't happen. But some of it you need for storytelling, right? For a movie, but then also even as Zola in real life admitted, it made the tweets more interesting and exciting, right? To tell the story. So in some ways, I'm like, when you get energy from like what that's what people get energy from social media people responding yeah, and, and then you embellish and it like, and you make it more and you make it more and you make it more so one thing that is fascinating about this movie is it's like you know first draft were tweets like it was a story told in twitter yeah and that's kind of neat um I think there's also the Zola character and just the way the movie was made and crafted. I mean, I mean, I think it was a bit too heavy-handed, but it was this like, oh, you know, a, an African-American female standing her ground as best she can in a bad situation, not succumbing to stereotype. But on the flip side, and it's like, but here's the crazy white girl. Um, Oh, that was, was like, extreme. Who was yeah. the clown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was extreme. Um, and so I felt it was while I liked and the, then how dumb they made her. The story. You know? of, and maybe she is dumb in real and life. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she is, but. Even Zola, like you know, the stronger female black girl. At the same time, I'm like, if you're gonna make her a strong female black girl, stand her ground. Make her stand her ground a little more. Like yeah. it was frustrating to me that I'm like, okay, if she's this bright and with it and knows what's going on do something yeah. like I felt like she had enough opportunities that I and I don't we, know that fear, that. Is, that, that fear is real we I, think know. That, I think the fear is real and I think in the situation is you're in Tampa Florida far away from home you don't necessarily you know you don't have credit cards or somebody you can call. You can't just jump on a plane. You don't have a vehicle. Heck, you don't even have a place to stay. I know. It's, it's, I think it's a really tough situation. And that's kind of what happened with these two other women who got... Afterwards. Afterwards, there was the same thing. Their car broke down. They had no money. And they were just trying to get home. And, um, and they got mixed up with them. As a way to like, hey, we'll get you, we'll get you home. So, like I said, it's just a complicated movie. It's a messy movie. Um, I like the fact it was fun, but distracting. Like about a movie set in Tampa when it's set in your hometown, and you're like, and it's not just like, oh, the big landmarks of your town. It's right. the small everyday stuff. Yeah. And you see all of it. 
so a lot of it you're just like watching behind, like in the background, like, oh, I know where they're at, I know what they're doing, I know where they're going. I liked that about it, but I also hated that about it because I was like, okay, Tampa is more than strip clubs and prostitutes, and Tampa always gets a bad rap for that, like a really bad rap. And like you said earlier, well, then Tampa, do something about it. Like, it's still here. Other cities have cleaned up their act. And well, Tampa that's what I mean. We had to drive all the way to, to, we, had to drive, we had to drive all the way to Miami before we could even talk about this movie set in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get, get out of here. We got to get out of here. But it's true. I mean, Tampa has a, a prostitution. I mean, but a lot of cities have sex trafficking problems right now. Oh, yes. That's not a Tampa thing. But Tampa seems to carry a, a larger prostitution slash um, Prostitution issue, no, you know, yeah. there. No, so I think overall, and it just didn't show the best parts of Tampa. It showed like the no. worst parts. Of and Tampa, like that's obviously. the thing about this movie. It's like, should movies make you feel good? I know. Should I know. movies? I don't need a movie to make me feel good. This movie stabbed into an emotion that I was not prepared for. It stabbed into the like. I feel disgusted emotion afterwards. Like you said, I was really bothered by it. And not, like I said, some movies I'm bothered by and I'm glad. Like, movies should evoke an emotion. I've said that before. But this felt too much for me. I do, I, I do like you, appreciate what they did making the movie. But I would be hard-pressed to recommend it. I mean, I, 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 the artistic and nature of the movie I appreciate, and I appreciate the, the way it was filmed, of different using social media and all that. I know that's different. But it, it wouldn't be at the top of my list to be like, watch this movie. And maybe it's because it was so hard for me, personally. Yeah. But... No, no, it wasn't a bad movie at all. No, no, I, just, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. If someone said, what movie should I watch Friday night? <laughs> Zola wouldn't be on the top of my list. Not because it was a bad movie, because it it was too hard for me, personally. Hmm. You know? I gotcha. But. Yeah, and I think it's just, yeah, I'm like thinking about it. I'm thinking about like that movie, Spring Breakers. I'm thinking about the Florida Project. None of those bothered me the way this movie bothered um, me. I don't know why. I like the Florida Project. No, they all they all share similar. But there was something more nurturing and more more sensitive about the Florida Project and Spring Breakers than this movie. Like I think part this of this movie was too raw or something. I like the rawness of this movie. I think maybe part of what I'm struggling with is I hope. I guess my hope is, my worry is for this movie, I don't want it to just be a joke. I just don't want it to be a, a funny movie. A joke or even sensationalize what yeah. happened. That's what I mean. And there's so much sort of... Lying and, and, and things that are not true on social media. Well, you that, hate this... for it to spur more of that on, you know? But just sort of this... This... Um, 
No, I, I just don't want it to be just the butt of a joke. Like, oh, this is uh Yeah, sex this, trafficking it, shouldn't be a joke. These are, no these are what. two ratchet girls. girls that are just hoes and... Right. Um, you know, and just ridiculous people. And Both that of them. is what stabbed me in the heart because I don't want that either. I don't even know these girls. Well, for either one of them. You know, <laughs> but I mean? left this movie feeling like I just wanted to like take them in and 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 clean them up and give them love and a home. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I just it was hard for me. So Zola, if you see a, if you like a twenty four films, <laughs> you watch it. <laughs> Um, Don't judge Tampa, though. <laughs> yeah. If you know the story, you watch it. If you're curious about kind of somewhat different ways. Modern take on social media. Yeah. Having, really seeing a, a kind of a smart and clever way to in, integrate social media. That's stuff, the only really thing I like about is, it. Which a lot of it is annoying and frustrating and, and troublesome just in general. I do think the actress that but played Zola did a great job. I think every, I think all the performances I mean, were really good. And they're both beautiful girls, but I, I think I saw too much of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see I think that much of them. Are good. I would have liked a little. I would have liked to turn up the menacing a little bit more. Right. Um, of some of the characters, especially the main. To um, make it scarier, so it wasn't so desensitizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But, but maybe in those situations, that's what it is. Like, you know, you're around a person who is, you know, who is terrifying, but at the same token, can also seem like okay, they're not so bad, or you know, they have that temper. Maybe. Like, I mean, I mean, how do you stay with a person without, like, said, just running and hiding and calling the police? But then part of it too is when you're in that world and that life. To your point earlier. They don't feel like they have another choice. Yeah, the calling the police and all that, that's not an option because... Yeah, they're in it. You're, they're doing you're it. You're embedded in it. And what, what chance do you have right. to, to, to get out clean? So, all right. It was tough. But um, but I did enjoy... I still think it's a good movie. I'd like that before. It's just like one of those tough movies. Yeah, it was a tough movie. It's up there with, it's up there with like, Requiem for a Dream and some of these others yeah, that yeah. you're like, you're not going to feel great about it. Oh, not at all. But if you're if you're interested or curious about anything related to it, then yes, watch it. And and I, like you said, a lot of the people were laughing, and there were a couple parts that I laughed as well. But I couldn't laugh at this movie like other people could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too sensitive about it. Like I was too empathetic during the movie. Yep. But all right. All right. I think we need to wrap this thing up. Fun. All right, thanks for talking to me about okay. it. And uh, we got a lot of cool new movies coming out soon. Yeah. So I think we'll be back to Green Light Cinema. Oh, definitely. It's going to be a regular place so, for our movie watching. All right, we'll do our cheers. Cheers. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye.